Hi, hello, and good evening. It is October 2nd, and we are discussing Big Brother 25 on this evening. Um, the Big Brother zombie twist is dead and gone, pun intended and enjoyed. Um, we saw a new head of household crowned on last night, so we're certainly going to be discussing that, um, as well as the results from the veto competition that you all have not seen yet, unless you're a feeder like us. Well, not that we saw it, but we know the results. And we'll be discussing the veto meeting. Obviously, those of you who don't want to have that information, don't want to be privy to the good stuff, we'll be letting you know before we jump into that. Um, there's certainly a few things to discuss before we get there. So let's get into it, huh? Kyle Petty, and I am joined, as always, by my festy besties, John Dunphy and Gina Morgino, and this is Strat Chat, your favorite reality TV podcast. You can find us on all the socials, including the Blue Sky at Strat Chat Pod, um, and we thank you for joining us on this beautiful Mon Juan Monday. Mon Juan Monday, Monday, Monday. <laughs> That's right. We're kicking off this sucker right <laughs> <laughs> Thank nice. you, Packer, um, from Netflix's The Mole for that little soundbite there. Um, so, okay, how do we leave off on Thursday? Um, Cameron won the Resurrection Rumble, which gave him the right to choose who was going to play the Do or Die competition. Um, which obviously, the winner of that would now get to re-enter the game, full-fledged member of it. Um Cameron decided to play and smashed it. Totally won. Get his one ball in the one hand and we done. Did it in less than two minutes. Thank you, wham, bam. Thank you, man. We're out of here. Jared, you're done. Okay. Um, zombie remains <laughs> remains part of the dead. Um, and that is how that one ended. So after that, Cameron wins HOH by way of this puzzle thing. Um. So this puzzle competition, really, because this really wasn't much that happened before that, right? Let me just check my notes and just make sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we opened, like, on the puzzle, no? Yeah, I feel like we did open up on the puzzle. I think the only, the one funny thing that I, I did make note of was Therese saying, like, okay, um, Izzy's gone, Jared's gone, there's mm. nobody else in this house that I love. I'm just in here with a bunch of strangers and vultures and serpents. <laughs> and she's like, I don't care who goes. <laughs> I, I, I certainly thought that was fun. That's what we should have named the stream tonight. <laughs> we will... Um, we will retroactively change it a la American <laughs> Horror Story. Right? How, how they <laughs> Gold season one murder house. You're welcome for that. You're welcome for that fun reference. It is spooky yuki season. Oh. It's October. It's October. Um, so that was fun. That was fun. Um, so it started with this competition where you had to put together this puzzle. 
um, in order to send your aliens back to the BB comic verse. Um, you had to build this puzzle that was supposed to be a rocket, to which Felicia said her aliens are not getting home anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you like this competition? Was it fun for you? So, like, I, I do enjoy the competition itself. What I don't enjoy, and we get this with every competition, but it's particularly annoying with a puzzle. I don't need every single person playing the game to explain to me their strategy to build a puzzle. I understand the pieces all need to fit right. together and make a picture. That's what a puzzle is. Right. I don't need to watch all of you tell me that 17 times. I don't right. need that. I know what a puzzle is, especially one that's 14 pieces. <laughs> like oh, you can only have right. so many strategies. I don't, I don't need point, to hear I, it 83 times. <laughs> I think it was Mimi at one point was like, yeah, like there are certain pieces that fit together, but then I'm looking at it and I realize they need to make a picture. So I need to really focus. I'm like, girl, I get it. It's a puzzle. You're all doing a puzzle. That's what a puzzle is. Why are we still here for 25 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Oof. I wonder how long this actually took them. Right. We, we've seen puzzles I, like this on a double, so it can't take that yeah, long. Right. I did think it was funny, uh, America being like, puzzles are my thing i kill puzzles like crush it night one in the house yeah i, I crushed it night <laughs> one and it was like a, it was like a four-piece puzzle compared to this tower they had to make and it's like yeah not really the same and clearly not the same because she did not do very well so. right because you, you took a big old l yeah um honestly the, the most annoying part of this competition for me though was blue and having to hear the constant oh my poo bear i miss my poo bear i need to avenge my poo bear <laughs> It's like over and over again. Ugh. I am so tired of blue. I don't even know what to do. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome for the rhyme. Not planned, but enjoyed. Um, I will say though that you know, America hearkening back um to night one and all this stuff. Like, are you a little disappointed that now it has not played out that America red and blue were not part of some larger production twist? <laughs> we all thought it pre right, we, really we all thought it. America okay. red and blue. What is this gonna be? What's this the gonna thing be? Is, Absolutely though, like, nothing. Blue was so clearly an alternate that like obviously it was nothing, but we wanted so badly for it to be something. <laughs> oh, we pushed so hard. We we were really convinced. We were really convinced. So I thought that was fun to mention. Um, let me ask you a question. So I was seeing some things on the Twitter that all I all right. Mm, sorry, started this wrong. So my understanding of the Jared Blue Suri situation is that Jared only told Blue that his mother was in the house and she was assuming that it was Felicia. It has certainly now come out in other channels that like Blue actually knows that it's Suri. Um, I think this came out in some of the Jared exit interviews. And Jared said, I didn't want I didn't want Suri to know, you know, because I didn't want her to be paranoid. So it's like, does she actually know? I don't know, because there there was that one episode where they addressed it in her DRs, and she was only giving reasons like, I have a pretty solid idea at Suri, and here's why. But, like, everybody was saying, like, because we had only heard her say that, like, she thought it was Felicia. And then we were even seeing her, like, cozying up to Felicia, like, during, like, on feeds right, or whatever. Like, right. it looked like she was trying to schmooze up to his mom to try to, like, get brownie points or whatever. And people were even speculating, like, 
is this DR kind of doctored? Because did she give reasons why it could be Felicia and Suri and they only used the Suri footage because that's what it actually right. is? But right. like, I personally never saw any conversations between her and anybody else to allude to the fact that she knew it was Suri. Right, right. I, I get, like, to my knowledge, it had seemed like Jared said somebody in this house could be my mom. And he, and he was the one that tried to like point it at Felicia as if that was somehow better than like his mom being someone else. Like either way, your mom is still in there. <laughs> like that's what you're telling. Right. Me. But but then, yeah, I remember seeing the footage of Blue being like, here's why I think it's Sari. I think there could have been. I think you're right, Gina. There absolutely could have been footage out there being like, this is why I think it's Felicia. Mm -hmm. This is why I think it's Sari. And they only showed us the Sari. But I don't know if at mm -hmm. some point it was confirmed by Jared, because I think in his exit interview, right, like like Julie was said, like, oh, like, are you nervous about telling Blue that Sari is your mom? Like, it, it seemed like now it's confirmed that, like, she does know that it's Sari. But right. We, I, but I got nothing that. that I saw, even like feed related, clip related, right. or episode related. I saw none of that. So, okay. Which, like, to, to, to be fair, there is, I'm sure, a lot that we've missed of Jared and Blue's interactions because they're not them. all, well, that, but also they're not <laughs> all family friendly enough to be shown on live feeds. So, I'm sure there are some conversations here and mm. there between the two of them that just haven't mm. had any airtime at all. But, Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, let's see. What else came out while we were watching this competition, right? Because they definitely did intersperse the comp with some DRs and things like that and some other footage. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we did see the birth of the fugitives, mm -hmm. right? Um, that being Cam, Jag, and Matt. I'm not exactly sure how Matt fits into this. I feel like if Matt... Um, Oh, so Liz says so it's blue does for sure know that it's Sari. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, I'd love to, some more context around that. If you got any clips, send it to me on the blue sky. You're welcome <laughs> to your invite code, girl. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> blue sky. Um, so anyway, um, so obviously they named themselves the fugitives, you know, because Cam was booted from the house and then had his game resurrected. Jag was basically evicted from the house, but was saved by Matt's power of invincibility. That doesn't actually make Matt um, a fugitive. So that would make me feel a little unsafe, you know, when the numbers start to dwindle. You know, if there's anyone from the fugitives that would go, you're not really a diehard fugitive unless you've pro proven yourself somewhere along the way. Um, any thoughts on that? No one cares. No, no, I care. I care. I do. Um, no, I, I think that's an interesting point. Okay. Um, that is like a distinction that Matt has from the other two members of the fugitives. Mm -hmm. um, but I still feel like it's it's beneficial for Matt. Like I, I do think you're right, because like if it gets down to the wire and Jag and Cameron are really serious about this fugitives alliance and start to say like, all right, it's getting close to the time we have to cut Matt. I still feel like at this point it's it's smart for Matt to be part of it because like that yeah. gives him a layer of protection there. I still oh, yeah. feel like Matt is closer to Sari than anybody realizes. Like Matt has. Yeah, sort of I was gonna say, does himself. anybody really know about that? Like, is is there right, a like, reason for any of them to believe? Right. There? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I I think I also think Matt is still good with you know Corey in America, even though they've been reaching out to work with other people. Um, I don't see any world right now where like Felicia or Mimi are like looking at Matt as a as a big target for them. Like, I feel like even if Matt's not the, um, you know, 
going to be the, you know, if he's not the the strongest person in the Fugitives Alliance, like doesn't have as much support because Jag has been, uh, you know, he's been technically evicted and Cameron's been evicted. Like, uh, I still feel like Matt's in a really good spot with that, but I don't know. Yeah, I think Matt's really set up very, very well. Um, He's really well insulated. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, yeah, and no, I don't think it's a concern for now in terms of Jack and Jack and Cam and there being an issue there. I mean, like, because for sure, Cam is a big target all the time. Um, so he's definitely good for a while, but it's certainly just it'd be good to not be um, to not be nearsighted. Is it nearsighted? I always get these I'm confused sure. because sometimes it, nearsighted doesn't, I, I don't know, one of them don't mean the right, the same thing. Like nearsighted <laughs> means that you can see things that are near, but you can't see if they're far away. And like farsighted could be like the opposite. Like I never really know how that one goes, right? Isn't there like an opposites? Um, I don't know. No, I'm going to pretend I have the answer to that Thank one. God. Thank God. You're not like, <laughs> I'm glad that you guys you can't like give me tell me either. You? I don't know. I have, I honestly have just always had like impeccable vision. So none of these things mean anything. Right, exactly. I have 20 20 vision. Like the rest of my family all wears glasses. Listen, you girls got contacts in and I still don't know. All right. Big breath. Honestly, as a quick aside, like what is that like putting that in? I'd be so scared. I would have to wear glasses. Like putting it in is one thing, right? Because I feel like once it makes contact, just do that and then it's gone. But removing it, like how do you stick your finger in your eye and like what do you fish around for it? Oh my god. Yeah, fish around right there. <laughs> I heard it moves though. I heard it's not yeah, what like, if it right moves? There. I, I heard it moves around and slides. Is that true? I mean, like a little, but it still stays for the most part right there unless you're like it's still your like eye. In the sense. So you're not Listen. actually touching your eye and fishing for it. Uh -uh. Um do you feel the movement as you go about your day? Like you're sitting on the subway and there's a gust of wind. Does it like blow? Like, I mean, I mean like if it's in the wrong place, you can kind of feel it a little. The wrong place. See, that you made me terrible. believe that it was large <laughs> enough that it would just always be in the center. But now you're saying. No, it is. But sometimes like, if you like rub your eye because you forget you're wearing content. We don't got to talk oh. about this right now. <laughs> Of course oh we do. Gosh. Of course we do, because we're here, and this is actually more interesting than what's going on on this show we're watching. <laughs> Yo, I'm so with you, though, Kyle. Like, anything yeah. trying to touch your eye. Like, I'm bad with a lot of things. Like, swallowing really big pills is, like, a thing for me. And Putting contacts either. in, would have I would have a hard time. Like, I'm definitely a baby when it comes to some of this stuff. Yes. So funny, because I do get, like, really squeamish with eye stuff, but for whatever reason, contact is different. Wow, you are you are a queen in your own right, okay? A warrior queen. Get out of here, Xena. I don't want to hear nothing about it. We got Xena, okay? Warrior princess. <laughs> um, do you remember even after my surgery, John? Like I had that pill crusher. Like I couldn't do full pills for nothing. And yeah. sometimes even the half seed was a little bit too chunky. Like I would even cut that sucker down. Have powder all over the place. It was a hot mess. Right. Like I can usually yeah. swallow like little like ibuprofen pills or something, but like oh, that's those, those giant like mucinex pills. Oh no. Oh my god. I'd rather just have How the did we get here? <laughs> we got how here. Did, by... How are we here? I, I started talking about eyes and then we started talking about like 
things that are difficult for us because we're children and it's like putting a contacts in swallowing large pills still don't like, know why we talked about eyes i don't I, know I how have we no idea anywhere. how we got there and does it matter does it matter oh, um, gosh. it honestly doesn't um so stop trying to like put us back on top yeah stop stop trying to bring us down gosh. gina we're here for a reason <laughs> right and this is yeah. part of it and the reason is getting to is know that, each yeah. other loving each other yeah and this also yeah so stop bringing us down gina she deserved it she deserved it so hard um but anyway so let's see so bowie <laughs> bowie jane bowie jane back to back oh, back to basics bowie jane. so bowie jane had made a comment that she doesn't want to work with anyone that's burned her and she doesn't want to work with anyone that she doesn't feel like she can trust. So Sari, Felicia, and Mimi are out. She is not interested in working with them. But do we know who she does trust, like, other than Cam? Like, I, I literally don't... know nothing about Bowie right, like, wh Who's like, on her list? This episode was so nice. One. This episode was so nice because we got significantly more Mimi and we got like a little bit more insight of like what she's doing, who she's talking to, what she's thinking. We still got nothing for Bowie Jane. Not a single clue. I'm wondering like, so I'm thinking back to the recent past, right? Like the argument between Corey and Jared. Um, you know, Jag was in that room, right? Bowie was brought in. Could Bowie feel like she can trust so Cam? But can she also maybe feel like she trusts... Corey and maybe Jack, you know, like not that Corey or Jag or America have Bowie anywhere near the top of their list, but does Bowie maybe feel like she can trust these people? Like the, you know, I, I feel like them pulling Bowie in maybe would make her feel like she can trust them, but I don't know if they actually, you know, if they actually trust her, I, I don't know. You know, Trust is an interesting thing in this game, right? Because trust doesn't always necessarily mean that you're not going to work with me. It could also just mean that you're not going to work against me. Mm. So like Bowie Jane could very well be playing just one of those games where she's just not on anyone's radar. So when people are looking at other targets, it's just like, well, no, I, I'm not actually down with you that hard, but like, I'm also not going to make a move against you because that's kind of a waste. Um, do you see, like, could that be her strategy hmm. just to lay low, I mean, not be could. a part of major conversations? Cause she's not a part of anything. And she's another also, one. Like, I... Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying she's another one like Mimi who like, when she's in the room and she doesn't remove herself, it's not like anyone's looking to remove her. So there's still like a lot of trust with somebody like Bowie. Um, and while I've been slamming her game a bit and saying that I feel like that's not really like good gameplay, like she's not in the conversation. Like if people always allow you to be around the conversation, does that not count for something? I mean, what, yeah. what I was going to say, there's also the piece that like she actively multiple times has thrown competitions, like particularly HOH competitions, but like Mimi, no, um, Bowie, Bowie Jane. Oh, okay. Has like actively said like I'm throwing this competition. I don't want to win this because she doesn't want to show her cards and she doesn't want to kind of like make a move against anyone. And I think that does kind of lend itself to your point that like if I'm not 
particularly aligning myself with any specific person. I'm also not against anyone. So no one has any reason to le- believe that I'm going to like make a move to right. spite them right. if they don't know who I'm actually with. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not against anyone. So you have no reason to be actively against me. Even if I'm not your showman's. Who yeah. knows how that plays out down the road? Because, you know, your showmances are always a target. So when Corey and America do get split off, whoever goes off, that could be Which, Bowie Jane's new person. If Cam's gone by then, you could just slip just, in. Yeah, I just feel like Bowie, though. Like, and I don't, I, you know, I don't feel this way about Mimi. And I think it's because while we haven't seen enough of Mimi, like she's definitely been a part of these alliances and has been somebody that's, you know, shared her opinion and, you know, you know, talks to a lot of people, but I feel like Bowie's game just makes me feel like she's playing for second place. Like, I don't see if you're throwing all these competitions and you're like on the outskirts of some alliances, but not actually like a main contributing member of any of them. Like, sure. It's smart to get you far in the game and maybe you could be sitting in one of the final two chairs. But, like, what argument do you have to make no, I, for I yourself at the really, end? Like, I feel like Bowie's playing for second place. That's what it feels like. I, I don't I don't know if she's, like, actively doing that. But she's definitely not doing enough to win the game. Because she hasn't, you know, while not winning competitions to try to, like, keep your cards close, you're also not really gaining any power or doing anything that gives you any agency in the game to say hi this was my move this was what i did this was how i manipulated the game pieces you're not really you don't really have anything to work with because if you're not actively winning a competitive game you have to at least be able to back up a social game and say hi here's the way that i manipulated things to work in my favor with the information that i had and the conversations that i was in being a passive member to all the conversations and throwing competitions doesn't really give right. you much of a leg to stand on. Right. Because like Mimi, I feel like could have more of an argument saying I was a part of this alliance. And as a group, we made this move. I was a part of this alliance. And as a group, we made that move. Whereas Bowie, by her own admission in this episode, has been in alliances with Sari, Felicia and Mimi. And she doesn't want to work with them anymore because they burned her. So like she ta- she can't take credit for any of those alliances past moves then. You know what I mean? Like it's like you mm-hmm. you feel like you weren't really a part of it you feel like you were burned by them so you've been throwing competitions you haven't really been like giving your input for any of the moves that your past alliances have made you don't even want to work with them anymore so like what are you actually doing in there like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i i don't under, i don't see like what bowie's argument is like and sure good for her she's still in there she's made it far into the game um and I, we, obviously we still have a long way to go. So she could pull out other moves. Who knows? Hmm. But like at, at this stage in the game, I just don't see what Bowie's argument could possibly be against anybody in the final two chairs. That's so interesting. Um, it's also interesting because I feel like John is getting to a point where like he can already predict things that I'm going to ask and things I'm going to challenge. And before I even get to, you're already addressing <laughs> So, <laughs> so it's like, oh, damn, damn. All I can do is go, mm, mm, mm. Um, But like, Kyle, yeah, I, I would just like to say really quickly, I'm so sorry. I just noticed the name change and I have no idea when it happened. But as you were talking, I was like, this name looks longer than normal. And that's I saw right. When it that's right. It has to happen once a season. I have to show, I have to just change my name um, and support my favorite man. Um, so. That is Matt. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I just love him. I just adore him. I like the way he's playing the game. I think he's 
very attractive. Um, <laughs> I see no negatives at the moment. So yeah, um, Kyle Petty Klotz. Um, but I think it's interesting to kind of like look at Bowie's Jane that Bowie's Jane. <laughs> Bowie Jane's game in that way. You know, because it looks like she's laying down, but this is still just the first bit of the game. And like, you know, we always say that really that things really get interesting and people really start earning their clout and their flowers and their points when they get post-jury. So to the other point you said there, like, yes, it, it it is still oddly early, even though I feel like we've been at this for a little while. This is now in the middle of week nine. Um, it feels so strange to say that's early. But in this game, because it's so elongated, you know, being the longest, you know, Big Brother U.S. season that we've had at 100 days, okay, um, I think it's a different conversation. Um, I think it'll be interesting to watch what Bowie Jane does going forward to see now if there are certain relationships and certain trusts she's earned along the way that we haven't gotten to see um, really put to the test yeah. and tried out. Um, I mean, for all we know, Bowie has been thinking, I want to get to jury and then I'll start making my moves. And this happens to be the season that takes forever to get to jury. <laughs> you know, like... So also like, a fair point. <laughs> in, in a normal in a normal season, maybe we would have more to talk about with Bowie if the jury started three weeks ago. You know, oh, like, yeah. right, right. Um, yeah, so I still think she's one to watch. I, I think she's one to watch. Um, I just, I just again, I wish we were seeing a little bit more. Because um, even though Gina, least, you mentioned, yeah. yeah, you said that we saw a little bit more of Mimi. Like, did we though? Yeah, I feel like the majority, like what we got from her, and I loved it. I mean, and it I was a lot Mimi, of filler content. But I feel yeah. like, yeah, I feel like a lot of it was Mimi getting rid of the funk in the house with the spray yeah. cans, you know? Right. And so like, listen, girl, I, I love the disinfecting. Of course, you know, I'm here for that. I love all that. You know, I'm really down with my Clorox wipes, you know, but like if I walked up to some handle that was still dripping wet with You got to wipe it down. Wipe it off. Like, what is that? You're going to see You're not cleaning like, nothing by just spraying stuff nice, on it. You got to oh, wipe it down. Two cans down. Well, because half of it is dripping off the DR doorknob. Like, what is that? Like, uh-uh. Like, I don't know. Also, like, was this old footage too? Because there was a couple of moments no. that I was like, is this like really old footage that they're just cramming into Probably. this episode? Because like between the Mimi Funk stuff and then all mm. of the whole segment of Corey talking to Sari about uh, Survivor, asking her all those questions. That and she actually was like, did oh, happen. Oh, thank God. At, 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 least that, that, okay. at least the DR portion of her being like, and now I'm in here and you can't talk to me. <laughs> that definitely <laughs> happened this week because I saw people like talking yeah. about like the DR calling her and her being like, thank God. But I, I'm, I know, I'm sure yeah. a lot of those clips were old as well. I know that multiple times we've gotten recently like very old footage that happened like week one, week two, and they're putting it into episodes now. And I'm like, some of this mm. stuff from Corey talking to Suri about Survivor feels like in the still like getting to know you stages. Like, sure let me ask Suri about Survivor. Was. Like, and I'm like, okay, we're like more than 50 days into this game. Can you please show us what's happening right now? Right. Not what was happening in week right. two. Right. Like, but, yeah. Mm. Um, 
Sadly, there's really not much else for this episode. Um, so Cameron I mean, wins HOH, right? We 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 did kind of touch on that. Matt, was, Matt was so close, though. Matt was so, so Matt close. Was so so close. Um, let's dive into that for a second. Let's just say Matt did win this HOH. Do we have any idea who he would have put up? I don't think this is a good time for Matt to win HOH, honestly. Well, I wonder if the fugitives happens if Matt wins. Um I wonder if you know Cameron mm, becomes the next mm. target. And I was I tweeted about it last mm. night. Like I wonder if you know we saw Cameron and Jared go out in the double, and then Jared you know went out once Cameron won the the competition to get himself back in. Could we have just seen Jared and Cameron go out back to back again if Matt had won? Like that? I feel like for most people, if they won, that is what we would have seen. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so that okay. definitely I think altered the course of the game. Sure it did. Um, sure. Okay. That's super fair. Um, hmm. That will be a spoiler. Um, okay. So there's that. <laughs> um, Cameron won. Oh, so there was an interesting thing um, even in the HOH room, at least interesting to me, where um, Cameron is saying, I don't really understand why Corey feels so comfortable with me. Um, he's like, anytime that I win HOH, nobody should feel comfortable because everyone's burned me. That's interesting. Certainly fair. Um, and not really the point I wanted to make. Mine was really on like how Cameron found Corey in the HOH room. And that was with Corey just laying on the bed. Like, what is that? Yeah. Like, and wearing yeah. Cameron's sunglasses. I would be so freaking mad. Like, if I listen, I would be like, what was her name from BB20? Is it Sam? The um, robot one, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, robot. robot. Yes. yes. Do you know when yes. she finally won HOAs and she was like, listen, <laughs> y'all, I got some rules. Y'all's not going to be that... in my room without me. Y'all not going to be doing this. I was like, honestly, that would be me. Yeah. I would have a laminated list of rules. Like, we are not going to be doing none of this. You yes. understand? Like, if I come out of my shower and I see you laying in my bed, I'd be raising holy hell. You definitely would be on the block just for that. Yeah, it's like, get the Corey, hell out I... of my fucking bed. Yeah, truly, it's like, Corey, I get that you won an HOH and didn't get the room. That doesn't mean you get it now. No, <laughs> like, it most Goodbye. Because you did get your bath. I had a hard day. <laughs> right. I'd be really freaking mad. Um, so I just wanted to say that there. Um, yeah, so Cam won. Um, I don't really... Is there anything else with this episode? Um, I do have one thing to bring up that like i'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more once we get to the spoiler section but right. mm -hmm. cameron a lot of times during this episode and a lot of his drs was talking about the importance of this hoh in particular because this hoh is going to get out the last pre-juror and that it's oh, so yeah. important for him to be thinking through like who do i not want to make it to jury and I, hearing him talk about that so much in the DR, it was so surprising to me that Felicia is his main target because when you think about this game in general, the biggest currency that you have in this game is your vote. That is like the most valuable thing that you have to offer to somebody. And especially in a season like this where your jury is now two people fewer than a normal season, Mm -hmm. the value of a vote is so much greater than it is on a normal season. So to allow a showmance to make right. it to jury when the jury itself is so much 
smaller than normal is a wild choice to me because, you know, on the one hand, there is a situation where maybe America or Corey is sitting in the final two chairs and the other one is in jury. And that is a guaranteed vote for their showmance and the ability to kind of rally the rest of the jury around that person. But also, if you allow America and Corey to make it into jury together and they both don't like you, all you need is four votes to win the game this season. And that is two guaranteed votes against you. And all they need to do is pull in two more people and like, with but with between the two of them try to sway other people in the jury i don't know why you would allow such a clear duo to make it to jury in a smaller season yeah i 100 percent agree with that i would totally be breaking up the showman's because like you said if they're both in jury together they vote together and if they don't like you all they got to do is pull two more people in and they decide the winner. Um, but also, if one of them makes it to the end, there's no way that the other end of that showman's is not voting for their showman's mm -hmm. if you happen to be sitting next to them in final two. Like, I feel like it makes and I and I think the clear choice for Cameron would be to take out Corey, because yeah. as much as we've talked about, America sometimes says that Cameron makes her feel uncomfortable and stuff like she's definitely used the relationship she's built with Cameron to her advantage at times like. Cameron obviously feels good with with America. Like I would be taking out Corey right away because not only is he close to America, who Cameron feels close to, but we've seen Corey has the ability to rally the votes against somebody, to you know make make moves, uh, persuade people to vote a certain way and stuff like that. Like I don't see how Felicia is like the main target that you feel like you have to get out right now before jury. Like it mm -hmm. doesn't really make sense to me. I think that's all very fair. Yeah. I I actually agree. Wow, you have no contrary opinions. I mean, my my initial contrary opinion was that I still I think that all right. I mean, I do have a slight contrary opinion, but it's not strong enough. It's not I still think your argument is stronger. Um, but like there is a world in which I still do believe that Corey would vote very objectively. I think that he has such a respect for what the game is that if he honestly believes that you played better, that he wouldn't just fall into a, well, you know, you know, me and America just don't think it, America doesn't think so. And I agree. So we're just not going to vote for you. I don't know that Corey would really fall into that. Um, as easily as a Felicia. Now, the issue here, though, is that if you don't break them up and you don't send them, if you don't, if you're not going to break them up now, who's going to send them home later? Um, that scenario only works if they both don't make it to final two. I'm not so sure that you're definitely going to get Corey out of here. I think America is not going to be in a final two chair. Um, don't clock this like, you know, like weeks from now. But like, I just don't think she will be. And I think it's more likely that Corey would be, which means that America is definitely a guaranteed vote. Um, when other people are going to win next week, who do you think else would put up Corey in America? No one. So it's almost like that's what right. you should do now. Right. There, there is some I don't know about no people one. putting up Felicia up later. Where like Corey in America might be a little bit harder. Like, I mean, um, I, I, again, people. A lot of people have had Corey in America's names in their mouths. The the issue is, I think, 
I mean, at least I hope this is still the opinion is that Cameron is kind of like the number one priority of we have to get rid of him sooner rather than mm -hmm. later. Certainly. But, you know, if he, say, wins POV and takes himself down, I absolutely see people gunning for particularly Corey, but America as well. But then who do they go up against? Like, th that's a very interesting situation. So let's just say you put up Corey in America. Um or you put up like Cameron in America. Cameron wins, he comes down, and, and now Corey goes up. I, I don't know. There, there's a lot of different scenarios here where that doesn't pan out right. Um, what if Cameron was even, I don't know. I'm, I have so many scenarios running through my head, I can't even keep them all straight. Because um, there's just a number of different ways for that to go. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I think that Cameron, he's he wins competitions. He has survived like against all odds. But I feel like some of his strategic decisions are not the best. Like, I think putting up the showman's would have been the best move for him right, this week. Right. Um, I feel like putting up Felicia and Mimi is kind of a waste. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just I feel like because you're right. Nobody else I feel like is going to put up Corey in America because Corey, you know, maybe Sari if she wins an HOH, but like right now, Corey and America are still working with Matt and Jag. You know what I mean? Like Matt and Jag don't want to put up Corey and America. That was kind of the whole reason they started working with Cameron was so that he could do their dirty work. Um, and then at the same time, Corey and America are doing this side thing with Felicia and Mimi. So they probably don't want to put up Corey and America. Like Cameron was the person, especially as we're still in this one week that we have left of pre-jury. Cameron was the person that was supposed to put them up. And instead, yeah. he wasted this week on Felicia and me. This, this really is the most crucial HOH. You are deciding who is in the jury. Right. It is also interesting because there was there was one other thing from this episode that might be worth conversing about now that we're kind of on this subject. Is that um, America had this conversation outside. Um and claimed that she didn't know that Cam was sitting there, right? She didn't know Zombie Cam was there. And um, oh yeah, yes. And she was having this conversation um, where Blue asked America about the conversation that she had with Mimi, and was basically saying that she was saying that you know um, that Mimi was saying that Corey and America would be safe, and they wanted to bring in Felicia effectively making this now final four and she goes oh i couldn't believe that i was saying these things in front of cam now on the rewatch of this episode there was an interesting moment in america divulging this information to them um because cam was sitting closest to her on that other couch and i don't remember who was on the other side but when she was having this conversation she was speaking to them and then she made eyes to look at cam because the way her head turned, it definitely turned to the person who was closest to her. Thus, obviously now acknowledging that person, meaning that she did have some awareness that Cam was there. And with that, and the fact that, you know, everything that we were talking about, even in our group chat during this week, where, we're, where we see America making these comments about how Cam makes her uncomfortable, yet she actively flirts with him all the time, inviting him into the shower. There's probably something about this relationship that we're really not seeing. And she's I mean, there, trying to there, make there, it like it's of... not something to be clocked here, but like I, there might be something a little bit more to this. Um, it's, it's definitely a very nuanced situation. Right, but there's a reason why Cam feels so safe with her. 
even though he made that comment about like, oh, you know, um, like, you know, oh, I'm sitting there as a zombie and I'm learning about all this other, this new stuff. Even with that new stuff, you never told us once that you even had a thought of putting her up. Uh, th that whole relationship is really like, I mean, to, to be to fair, me. you know, like I, th this conversation that we're talking about with like him outside and her like talking game in front of him or whatever, like aside, there mm. definitely is like, I'm sure there is a piece that he feels so comfortable with her and he doesn't feel threatened by her because she is not openly being or like calling him out to him because like it's so hard to explain because there is so much nuance here but like right this is a game for a lot of money and even like game or not like if a man is making you feel incredibly uncomfortable you're not immediately going to jump out and be like dude shut up you're making me uncomfortable there is a piece of like you have to kind of giggle it off and like oh ha 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 so I hear fun. That. like we're joking so there, there is a lot of nuance to it we're like yeah she might be like playing off of him and feeding into it a little bit but that doesn't negate her saying like oh he makes me uncomfortable i don't like him it I don't doesn't, like having it doesn't like, there's a lot of layers to but it there there are but i know how much when you're saying that this person makes you uncomfortable and you want and you want to still lean into this maybe because yes because we can accept this is for a lot of money do you invite them in the shower like no, I there is just a line that she's constantly crossing that's making me feel like in a in a weird way you're playing both sides and like i don't know i um, get it there, there is here's also this thing she like... offered him candy from her crotch what no like, i i, like I do hear this you is not i do what you do if you're saying that like oh this person makes me so uncomfortable here grab this tootsie roll from over here like what I, I do hear you. There is also just the piece know. that, like, psychologically, this game is, like, so taxed. Like, they're cut off from literally everybody and everything that they know. Like, they're only confined to this house. I don't want to say, like, this is not the word that I want to use. Like, Stockholm Syndrome is not, like, what I want to say. But, like, there is a piece of, like, if this is kind of all you have to, like, like yeah, of course there are going to be moments where, like, you do feel comfortable, you do feel whatever. But, like, I, I do think there are a lot of layers to it. I'm not saying that she's totally correct in the way that she's acting towards him but there, there's just there's so much to dive into with that that like it's hard to kind of like make it black or white you know what i mean i know i don't think it is black or white but i think that's what's challenging about watching this is that yeah. i can't stand on any side of this um but i do think it could play into some of these reasons why cam doesn't believe that maybe he should be targeting them is he also seeing a version of this that ends with maybe him going to final three with the two of them and then him knowing that he's stronger physically that will now right allow him to, to kind of pave his way into the end um yeah there could be a number of reasons why he's not looking at Corey in america because like she in a weird way is making him feel comfortable um yeah i agree and i said this to you guys like America is allowed to do whatever she feels like she needs to do to win this game, to get further in the game. I have no problem with her doing whatever she feels like she needs to do uh, you know, strategically. For me personally, if I was alone in a bathroom with somebody and that person was like the one person in the house that made me uncomfortable, I would not even think about jokingly saying, so you coming in when I'm in the shower? And there's no one else around. Right. Um, I mean, to, to be fair, though, if memory serves, in her intro package, she did say that, like, her strategy was to flirt with guys to the end. Like, that was, like, a piece of what this, she was like, I'm going to do this. I thought that's what Blue said. And, yeah. 
and I gotta tell you though, flirting. Like, maybe I made that up. I, I might all, be wrong. And that's maybe and that's fine. And and that's fine. But there's a difference, I think, between flirting and being like, "I'm naked in the shower. You want to come in?" Flirting and inviting someone into the shower are two completely different things. Come on. Well, uh, well, <laughs> I mean, I would say that that is a flirt in my world because I'm a hoe. But but. <laughs> I would not be flirting like that and that hard with somebody who makes me uncomfortable. Like, and that, yeah, I'm speaking personally. Like, right. like I said, right. American can do whatever she wants. She's a grown woman Living playing a game for a lot of money. Yeah. If I'm going to the person that I'm actually in a showman's with and being like, oh my God, I feel so uncomfortable around this person. And then in the same breath, uh, when nobody else is around, I'm being like, hey, get in the shower with me. <laughs> like, I don't know. Right. It's but, too, it just feels too extreme on both ends for me um yeah yeah um but i also feel like america is definitely smart enough and knows this game well enough that even in her drs if she knew america uh, that uh you know cameron was sitting in the backyard overhearing some of this stuff i feel like she's also smart enough to be in the dr and be like oh i was saying all this stuff and didn't even realize cameron was sitting right there for when people watch this back and being like, Oh, did it was America playing me that whole time? And then mm -hmm. she can, you know, she can point to look at that. Look at my DR. I said, I didn't realize he was even watching, you know, like, right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. She's tricky. She's a tricky one. I'm watching you America. I'm watching. <laughs> um, but this ended with, you know, Felicia and Mimi on the block. That's what Cameron decided. Um, Cameron has spoken. Um, And I guess that's really that on that. We kind of beat this one into the ground. Um, but Liz is chiming in here. So while so basically saying about Cam, so while I do think he comes off creepy in the way he flirts with her, I think the fact that he flirts is understandable. Um, yeah, he is being led on a little bit. Um, not so sure that he's receiving the message that he's being cringy. Um, we see it. You know, but um, he's just like, oh, well, I'm being creepy cam and she's digging it. <laughs> you know, like, eh, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. But all right. So Felicia, Felicia. Well, that was right. Fel Felicia, Felicia and Mimi. That's the on one. The block. <laughs> ah, there it is. Thank you. Um, on the block. Any more on that? No, I don't think so. So you're ready to spoil? You want to talk about veto stuff? Let's get into sure. it. All right. So the people who do not want to know about vetoes, you're out of here. Um, find us on the socials at StratJetPod as well as Blue Sky. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, like, subscribe. We'll be back here with Big Brother 25 on Thursday at 11.15. Okay. Now that Big Brother um, is now back to 9 o'clock for um, Thursday Night Evictions. So Buddy Games at 8, BB25 at 9, and The Challenge USA at 10. And we'll see you 15 minutes after. Um, and with that, Vito was played and won. And um, won by Cam. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Um, and this is why a Korean America might want to work with this man. Because um, he wins things. He actually wins. Apparently everything. I have to tell you, Cameron, not my favorite person, but nobody has a story in here like Cameron. No. Uh, there are only two weeks 
two weeks of this whole game where Cameron was not either the HOH or nominated for eviction. Week one, he was not on the block. He didn't win HOH, but he also was not on the block because mm -hmm. the four people that lost their premier uh, you know, competitions, those four competitions they did. He wasn't one of the four losers. So they were the nominated people. Uh, and then other than that, the only other week where he wasn't either HOH or on the block was when he was a zombie and he won his way back in. Every other week of this game, of this season, he has either been the HOH or nominated for eviction. Yeah. He has literally, he has not had a single week where he's just been like in the game, hanging out, got yeah. to vote. He's, yeah, yeah. He's have we even seen him cast a vote in this entire season? I don't think we have. Once when oh, he, pulled, he, he pulled himself off. He the did block with a veto, veto, yeah, and pull himself off. Yeah, that's right. But uh yeah, every single week he's either been nominated for eviction or been HOH, which is honestly crazy. I hadn't realized that until now. I you know, listen, um, still not my favorite guy or anything, but he is playing a good game. Um, I hate his DRs. I will say that. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, he certainly has a strong argument if he gets to the end. Um, I think his only problem would be like the bit of jury like we've been talking about. Huh. Um, I was surprised, though, that when he won this veto, that he didn't change noms. Yeah, I was disappointed. Well, it, it was so up in the air until literally right before the ceremony, because even as recently as yesterday, we were hearing that he wanted to backdoor Corey. Yeah, right. And I don't know why, why did that fall apart? Do we know why? All, all I know is this morning he was talking to, I don't remember who it was. He was in a conversation with somebody and he was basically like, no, I've decided I'm not going to change him. Like at the ceremony, I'm just going to like keep the things the way it is. Like, I'm not going to take the shot right now. Felicia's my target. But I don't know why when he's like this whole time been talking about wanting to backdoor Corey, been, you know, making the plan with Jag, Matt, and Blue about like garnering the votes to get out Corey. Like, I, I don't know what flipped. And how disappointing too, for our entire conversation before, talking about what the value would be in getting out either one of Corey or I, America. Listen, Corey is my... Corey is my preseason winner pick. I do not want Corey to leave this game, but the smart move is to backdoor him and get him out now, right now. This is the time to do it. Yeah. What do you think about Liz's comments here? So Liz was saying that uh, Cam's been fired up to, uh, you know, about the plan he had to shock Felicia at veto ceremony by using the veto on her and putting Corey up in her place. Um, Matt and Blue were very much on board to vote Corey out. And Bowie said she'd be willing to join, but Jag fought tooth and nail to save Corey. Um, he didn't want to piss off Jag, and apparently Jag was extremely against this. I, I don't understand that, though, because I thought the whole point of this, of Matt and Jag teaming up with Cameron, was so that Cameron could target Corey in America without Matt and Jag having to get that blood on their hands. So I don't understand why Jag was so... Um... And listen, I don't know. Jag was my preseason winner pick, but like, who cares oh, what was. Jag? He was, yeah. Like, who cares what Jag thinks? Like, what influence does Jag have on anything? Like, why would that even be a thought? Like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to piss off Jag. So what? It's even uh. like, 
what's the blowback? Because even I'm looking at this here. Cam can't turn on Jag. What does it say? Cam can't turn on Jag because the game would be shit. Like, yeah, sure. Cam has an alliance with Jag. That same alliance also has Matt and Blue who were down to flip. So I don't right. know and why only Jag is the person is. that Matt was on yeah. board. So what's and, the problem? And apparently, like apparently Jag. Bowie was on board also. Right. So like so, who cares what Jag thinks? Everyone else thought that this was good. Yeah. So 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 piss off Jag for one vote. You still have uh you still have Matt, Blue, and Bowie on your side. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Right. And then Jag's all alone. Exactly. And if he carries on like this, people are going to be like, what is this? What is this about? And even Get if, like, here. you know, you're a lot, like, there are other people in the house outside of that alliance that gladly would have voted out Corey. Like, they mm -hmm. see the, not the harm in keeping him, but, like, the, the danger in him being here that longer than this. Like, pre-jury is the time to get rid of him. I don't want to see it happen. But as a smart game move, you have to take him out. Right, right. How disappointing. Yeah. Like, I think that Cameron is understandably the target for pretty much everybody in the house if he's not in power. But if Cameron's in power, then everybody in the house should, their number one target should be breaking up Corey in America, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. I don't I don't see why Jag would have that issue because... He's already got a new alliance. He's got other people he can work with. Break up the showmance. We're going into jury. Like we're getting down to the wire. Like right. it's weird. Crazy. Liz has some additional um, context here saying that Jag, Matt, Corey, and America had talked about being a four. So Jag didn't want to lose a close ally. But why doesn't Matt care? Matt doesn't seem to care. Um, well, and, and that I think is going to blow up in, if not already today, like in days to come, because once Corey sees like that other people were down to get rid of him that he thinks he's aligned with, like that's going to kind of blow up a little bit. You know, like once he sees that like Blue was down and Matt was down, he's going to be like, well, what the hell? Why didn't anybody A, tell me that this was the plan, like warn me ahead of time that I might be in trouble and B, why are we also down to let it happen? Why is Jag the only one that was kind of on my side? You know, right. I don't see though. Like, I feel like that's very short-sighted by Jag. Like his argument being that if Corey goes, that they'll be next. It's like if Corey goes, was that his Cameron... actual argument though, or was that just what he was trying to say to convince Cameron? Well, Liz, Liz is saying, Liz is saying his argument was that if Corey goes, they will be next. And I feel yes, like yes, but Jag my my should... point is, does he really believe that, or is he just I trying mean, to? I like... have. I have no idea. I'm just reading these comments, but I feel like if that's Jag's argument, I feel like it doesn't make any sense. Cause it's like, if Corey goes, Cam is still the next target. Even if this fugitive Alliance, do you really believe in this fugitive Alliance? All of a sudden you have all your trust in Cam, like Corey goes. So the next, the next target is one of the fugitives and it's Cam. Cam's already been evicted. Of course he's a target. Like who cares? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know either. I don't know either. Matt felt like if Corey goes this week, then everyone targets Cam. And then next week, everyone targets Cam next week when he can't play. Well, of course, everybody targets Cam next week. The, right. When you, ha you have to get him out sooner rather than later, too, or else he's going to win out. The Leafs jag him out with a lot less comp winning players. But I feel like, I feel like getting rid of Corey, getting rid of Cam makes matt and jag two of the top competitors in the house 
We've seen Jag win multiple vetoes. We've seen Matt win multiple competitions. I feel like Matt and Jag move up as like the some of the bigger comp threats in the house once you take out Corey and Cam. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you're taking out, you're steamrolling a whole bunch of your own competition that you have to worry about later. Um, because if you take them out, who do you have left, right? You take Corey and Cam out of this house. You've got Matt, Jag, America, uh, Nicole, Felicia, Sari. I feel, you know what I mean? Like Blue, I feel like Matt and Jag become the two top threats in the whole house where it's like they can't, who's going to take them out? Hmm. Well, I think that also speaks to this, you know, um, like seeing this as a win for Jag because now he's got shields all around him. And maybe that was the whole point. Keep Corium because now I'm I'm a little bit better insulated. Yeah, I don't know. Because doesn't Jag only have one win? I think he's got two wins. Yeah, I think, he, I think he's won two vetoes. I could be totally yeah. wrong. Yeah, no, I that. think that's right. That okay. sounds right. Okay. I don't know. I just feel like uh, now you keep Corey in. We already see how comfortable Corey is with Cam. I don't. I don't know if if Cam is even Corey's first uh, target. To be honest, Corey might see value in keeping Cam around for a little bit. So who? He got right into Cam's bed and put on his sunglasses. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. So who do you think Corey puts up if he won HOH going into Thursday? Maybe a Sari, something like that. I'm still not sure that he would do that to Sari. At least not now. You think so? I don't know. I mean, Sari and Jared were the ones that he was really going at in that big blow up in the uh, the have not room. And I could see Corey looking at that as a huge move, being like, I'm the one that took Sari out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's certainly possible. But if not her, let's just say for some reason she comes off. Like, I still don't know what Corey does in that situation. Is it is it Cam then? I still feel like Maybe. Cam is on his radar. Mm. Uh, Liz is saying he and Cam said it, it will put up Suri in blue. Yeah, blue is the other interesting one here. I don't think blue is aligned with anyone. As much as she thinks she is, I don't I don't really think well, I don't I, think I mean, any of her alliances are valid. <laughs> I, I don't remember if it was this episode or the previous one where like it looks like they're gonna brigade her. <laughs> yes, our buddy our buddy Brett game. here uh our buddy Brett says, if Corey takes out Cam, he's next. They need to call a truce. But Liz also comments here. Did you hear about the big fight today? No, there I was apparently a big fight today. Did anybody hear about this? No, I, I did not. worked until 630. I knew nothing. Yeah, I've been kind of tuned out to feeds today. Yeah, I just had to look around just to find out who won veto and what happened. That's all. I knew nothing going into tonight. Shameful. Really shameful. Um. Liz says, at the veto ceremony, Felicia lit Corey and America up in front of the whole house in her speech. And she is one of the two people uh, that was in the bathroom when we found out that America 
was in the shower with Corey. So I wonder if Felicia is like trying to let people and Jag was the other person too. And Jag apparently saved Corey this week. So I guess that'll be interesting to see if that serves her at all. I mean, because she's still on the block with Mimi. So what what does that do? How how does that make Mimi the target now? That doesn't feel self-serving. Um How does that get people to not vote for you? Huh. Just sounds like now, now you're just now you're just causing problems and now you're guaranteed to go. Because <laughs> now you're just fighting with people and you, you you're not laying low like you're supposed to. I mean, I can see it not even being like a game thing, just like what do you mean you're not changing the nominations when these two blah 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 blah, you mm -hmm. know, like just like out of anger. It's an emotional outburst. Not strategic at all, just mad, mad as hell. That that's how I would imagine. Yeah, that sounds that would go down. Yeah, that sounds serviceable. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's all interesting right. too. Like Liz says here that Felicia said that America is riding Corey's coattails. I feel like I tend to agree. But like it's interesting because I feel like Corey didn't start to make a lot of his big moves in the last couple of weeks until America sort of talked to him and like pushed him into the direction of like targeting Jared, Sari, and all that. You know what I mean? Like, like I almost feel like Felicia is painting America as riding on Corey's coattails, but there is a way that you could look at it and say that like America's almost the puppet master. That yeah, like, I mean, uh, America's yeah, not Corey. really. America's got really, really good reads. And even before it came to targeting Jared or whatever, like America was the reason why the Izzy flip happened because of her reads on the game. Corey might have executed it and garnered the votes and like done all the talking, but America was the one to clock it and have her reads on the game. She's really smart in terms of understanding the structure of the house and what's happening here. Absolutely. Um, which is why, like, I, I don't know about that. I think, I think she's almost the bigger threat. Um, I feel like Corey acts a lot on America's thoughts and things. Swell than at an actual real romantic showmance. They're playing the, they're definitely playing the game as a pair. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. It's interesting. Very interesting. Oh, it is. Oh, you. <laughs> Stupid. Um, I haven't got anything else. I don't think I do either. Yeah, I think that's it. We're sufficiently satisfied. I think I'm sufficiently satisfied. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what do we have coming up? Um, Thursday. Thursday is 11.15, right? Because Big Brother was now pushed back to 9 o'clock. Um, that looks like that's going to be our new slot. Um, so we're going to be after the Challenge USA, um, 15 minutes after 11.15 Eastern. Um, and then we have Mega Mon Juan Monday, right? We're Mega. Mega Mon Juan Monday. That's right. That's right. It's a big deal. Very, very big deal. Um, we have, what do we have? 8.30. We are beginning our Survivor 45 recaps with our good friend, Mikey Marmon. He'll be back with us this season um, every week. And, um, but this Monday, we're starting that at 8.30. Challenge USA at 9.30. Big Brother 25 at 10.30. All right. So. 
settle in. All right. Have dinner around seven, get comfortable and <laughs> snacks and settle in for the night. Um, Cause we're in for the long haul. Um, you can find us on the socials at Stratchat Pod, including Blue Sky logo, not pictured. Um, you know, like, subscribe, share with a friend. And um, anything else for the benefit of the community? No, I got. All right. I'm excited for next week. Yeah. Yeah. Happy chat. And the rest of this week. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Good. The rest of this week. Yeah. Don't forget us. Don't forget. We still have a lot of things to do here. Happy chatters in the Strat Chat house.